Yo, what's good everyone? Welcome back to Cinema Daily, where cinema is daily. I'm your host, Nicholas James, and let's get straight into the episode. doing i'm doing great thank you for choosing cinema daily as your podcast to listen to this hour today's topic is a film that honestly looked a lot better in the trailer than it really was but you know i'm not going to complain about it the movie is called prime time it's brand new on netflix or the movie itself isn't brand new it is a polish film that was translated by Netflix, and yeah, and the English version just came out on Netflix. I didn't watch it in the English version, I watched it in the Polish version, but fairly new to Netflix. Um, We've got some interesting takes on this movie. We got a director whose this is his first film as a cinema film. We'll get into that later, and we got so much more with the actors and other conspiracies and stuff like that so let's get straight to it um first i want to talk about the the director of the film who or let's start with the actors actually let's start with andres clack who honestly let me just read his description he was born in 1982 in Poland. I'm not even going to try to pronounce these names because they are just pretty wild. But he's an actor known for the love of the art of loving story of Micheline Wislaka in 2017, Erotic 2022 in 2020, and Primetime in 2021, which is the film that we're talking about today. Honestly, I love this guy's character in this. He plays. Um, let me see. I forget his name. Um, oh man, <laughs> I can't even pronounce that. Um, Grez, Grez I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but I love his character. He was, he was a good character. Honestly, I might've liked him better than the main character, but we won't get into that right now. Um, and yeah, he's, he's definitely someone that is a good actor. I, I personally loved his character in this movie. Um, another character that was in it that was kind of one of the main parts was Magdalia Poplawiska, maybe. Not sure how to pronounce these names, but again, I liked her role too in it. I mean, she was definitely a little more, uh, how should I say it? Um... She was a little more crybaby and just a lot more reasonable with what the film actually had rather than Clack. Because Clack was a lot more chill throughout the film, whereas she was more freak out type and she was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening type stuff. But um, she was born in January 1st, 1980 in, again, Poland. 
She's an actress and writer known for 53 Wars in 2018, Between Two Fires in 2010, and A Panic Attack in 2007. She definitely has some films for herself. She's one of Poland's, I think, up-and-coming actors. And, of course, this next guy, who, again, I'm not going to know how to pronounce the name, but his name is Bartos Belenza. Belenia, maybe. Again, I really don't know, but this guy is the real deal. He's the upcoming Poland actor again. Born in 1992, born in Poland. He's an actor known for Corpius Crisis, who, which is actually one of the films that it's a really good film. 2019, I think it got nominated for an Oscar. I'm not sure. If, I don't think it won, but it got nominated. It was a good movie. And he's an upcoming Poland actor that's just, he's someone to watch out for. Definitely to watch out for. And his character in the movie was really good i mean his character was kind of odd and suspicious i mean it was like his character didn't really have a lot of backstory and he didn't have a lot of information but i mean like acting wise it was good but just obviously the the writing of the character wasn't the best but i still think he played a, a perfect like a really good performance honestly i mean he had you know he crying, anger, you know, I mean, he was, he was a good actor, and now, let's get into, um, the director of the film, Jakub Patik, who's also one of the writers of the film as well, he is born in 1985 in Poland, a Polish director, and he is known for Users in 2018, which is a short film, Primetime, which is his first feature film in cinema and one man show in 2014 if you look at his you know all the movies that he's done basically everything has been a documentary like there's there's not much that he has um for real cinema besides that one short film called users um but yeah I mean, he seems like a great director i think he's trying to get into writing which is good for him because, you know, if you want to be great in the film industry, you got to be a good writer. That's for sure. And, um, and yeah, he's been, I think he's won a few film festivals. He won um, Fest Youth Video and Film Festival in 2010. So shout out to him for that. And he also won a Polish Film Festival in 2018 for his short film, Users. You know, so he's definitely a great director and honestly for his first film directing in cinema his directing style was pretty beautiful like just the coloring the way everything was um and we're gonna get to that in a second just because i mean it was just beautiful i mean it really was i mean one of my first things that i took from the movie was actually the first scene in the movie where Sebastian um who plays or Bartos Valencia <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just pronounce the first name Bartos who plays Sebastian he's standing outside the building before he goes into um the news station to do what he's gonna do 
and um that shot is just beautiful i mean it was the first thing that i wrote down when i was watching the film like that was it was a really nice shot um and everything else in the film was super nice i mean the color the just the overall look of the film was just really great um now my personal review on the movie was i wrote some stuff down was the fact that I have some pros. Obviously, the first one, that opening shot, beautiful. I mean, I love that shot was beautiful, honestly. Um, nice coloring, of course. And just the fact that coming from, you know, directing documentaries or directing cinema, you know, it's, it's two different types of things. I mean, yes, you're still recording with a camera, but it's two different types of editing and two different types of, you know, filming, you know? Whereas, so, in the film, he actually put stuff from his documentary work in the movie. Like, he has, like, that kind of documentary look in some scenes where you can tell, like, he used his experience with making documentaries to, you know, make a part of this movie. Which I thought was really cool, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to make a great film, you know have stuff that you have experience with, you know, I mean, I know sometimes you gotta go outside your comfort zone, but, you know, you know, it's a good thing that he brought some of his experience into the film, um, and then a pro that I had was powerful acting, and it was, there was a specific scene when Sebastian's father comes in to talk to Sebastian about, you know, what he's doing, and, you know, he, you know, he starts going on about his this kind of secret life that he may have and you know and uh child issues and stuff and honestly that scene between him and his father was just unreal the acting in that scene i really was just captivated by that i mean it was it was really good acting compared to everything else in the film i mean that film that that scene specifically just kind of stood out on its own you know and um we have some cons of course you know and one was background i think i said it before but i really wish that there was more of a of a background around sebastian and his character and maybe even some of the other characters like um like calic who plays gerzegors i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong it's a polish name I have no idea how to say these, but the guy who plays him, I wish we could have a backstory on him as well, and, um, because I feel like it was definitely needed, you know, I feel like we really just don't know these characters, you know, we kind of just get put in a situation where, you know, Sebastian just kind of goes into the news station, puts a gun up, says he wants to be on live television, and then that's all we see you know we don't see what leads up to this point and you know I just really wish that you know there could have been a little bit of a background maybe something that kind of maybe like an opening scene just to kind of show maybe what it could have possibly happened to make him choose to put a gun up and say put me on live television and let me speak what I want to say you know <clears throat> but and then another one was the dance scene, of course. <clears throat> Throughout the first half of the film, I think it was it was great. 
you know, like they had the characters in fear. I think everything was kind of planned out, you know, and in the second half, it was just, it feels like they didn't really want to, or either they didn't want to, or they just couldn't find, you know, a good option for Sebastian, you know, because we were all waiting for his speech on television, and we never got it, which just kind of makes the film very, you know, almost pointless in a way, but, um, but there's a scene where Sebastian gives them a joint, and they start smoking, and all of a sudden, they start dancing and having a great time, like they're on LSD or something, you know, I mean, I don't know what kind of weed that they were smoking, but I don't, you know, I don't know, and also the fact that, I mean, this is a guy who's taking you hostage, and you're dancing with him, you know what I mean, like, it, it didn't really make sense for the movie, I don't know why they had it like that, and, you know, and after that point, it just seemed like the characters, after that moment where they were just kind of dancing together, it seemed like the characters were helping each other in a way, like, like, um, Clack's character just started helping out Sebastian, just in his own will, which is another thing that we're going to get to because there's some interesting stuff about him. I mean, you know, we're going to get that in a second. But also, um, what's her name? Magdal Magdalena Poplowski, Polanska, who plays Mira in this. Um, she just became friends with him. Like, she doesn't necessarily become friends friends with him but like she starts helping him out saying like okay well you want this let's let's do it like you know like let's start let's help you actually get on the air like I'm kind of like I want you to do this you know and I, I just really just did not understand that you know what I mean um some other stuff that I wanted to say was also that you know like although like there were certain parts of the movie that were bad I think that the movie overall was good. I mean, you know, I was hoping for a little more, a little more action, maybe like the actual speech. Like I wanted to see him go live, you know, and, you know, we didn't, which just kind of made the film really just, just not as interesting as an ending, you know what I mean? Like I was just hoping for more. Um, and yeah, so let me, um, Let's look at some uh, reviews online of the movie, which I thought were pretty interesting. This one from Variety says uh, most of their, or let's see. Um, so this part that they're talking about that I found interesting was when they brought the father in who comes to talk to his son to try and figure out why he's doing this and not even figure out why he's doing this. Honestly, he just came to just kind of bash on his son and um, here, I'll read it out to you. Most of their tactics only make things worse, particularly when they produced when they produced Perp's father, who's a hothead, far from providing balm, instead quickly illustrates why his son wants nothing to do with him. But that brief dysfunctional family insight aside, we learn very little what has driven university dropout Sebastian to his drastic act. 
There are hints that he may be a victim of homophobia that blurts out obnoxious criticism of his sick life and fleeting bits of other station broadcasts suggest people suggest possible larger political or social issues that might factor are his frustrations those of so many other Polish youth who figure their only chaos their only chance of real success is immigrating aboard so I just want to talk about that because obviously that was something that happened in the film and you know I mean it was a great scene but you know like obviously as a background it's just not enough you know what I mean like just that kind of like two minutes of just having you know him say you know you know I'm disappointed in you because you're um a different you like different people you know what I mean like it's it wasn't a great background I feel like there should have been more now, honestly I just feel like they should have just gave him his speech that's what I really feel like should have happened you know I mean you know they chose what they chose to do and I you know I mean it was their first film it was the director's first film actually writing the film as well you know and you know I think definitely he should have he should have created a speech, you know, and I know it's kind of hard because it's like you don't really want to disappoint the viewer. But like at the same time, I would have rather had a, you know, a speech than no speech just because it kind of felt like there was just no, there was just nothing to it at the end, you know, like it was just like, okay, why didn't I just watch this for an hour and a half just to watch him literally do nothing like he, he he literally did nothing you know in there and you know so let me keep reading um we can only guess and frankly there isn't much interesting or suspense in seeing this kind of dog day afternoon like standoff play out when there's no clear motive behind it which is exactly what i just said like there, there really just wasn't you know he basically walked in waved his gun around and it was just dramatic from there and nothing really happened and that was the end of the movie, you know, like, it, it just wasn't, just wasn't up to its standard, you know, like, I think they, they built up the suspense, but, like, they just, everything that just kept happening, just, instead, they just pushed it away, like, you know, like, oh, this might happen, this might happen, no, that's getting taken down, like, no, that's not happening, but wait, but this might happen, no, it's not happening, you know what I mean, and it got to a point where, you know, eventually nothing did happen, you know, and it goes on to say, increasingly aspirated as excuses keep making, keep being made to keep him off air. Sebastian doesn't get to read the speech he's carrying notes for, nor do we ever get an inkling what it might contain. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, we, we just literally got nothing to it, you know, which really sucks, you know, I was hoping for, um, for a lot more, you know, like, I was just, really was, and, um, another part of it says, this is about the actor, um, Belina, who plays Sebastian in it, who, he was in Corpius Crisis, which was amazing, and it says, though he played an electric role in Corpius Christi, he had Matsu Pacewitz, great script to work with. Here he retained some char 
charisma and a hard-working performance, but it's not enough to single-handedly provide this screenplay with meaning. We're hard-pressed to care about Sebastian's fate when we have no idea what he's talking, what he's taking, what he's taking a possibly suicidal stand for. By default, the most sympathetic figure here becomes Clack, working class, nice guy. The film might better have provided more screen time to his underdevelopment character and less to Papalowskas, who plays Mira, crisply acted but one-dimensional prima donna. So, honestly, I agree with that. And like I said in the beginning, I love Clack's character. Clack's character, honestly, I think they shouldn't have made it about him. Like, he just... He seemed like more of the suspicious type. He seemed more like in on really doing harm than Sebastian really did. You know what I mean? And I feel like Sebastian would would have made a better sidekick to Clack. You know, and, and there's, there's, I've seen, you know, um, reviews online and just even after watching the film myself, you know, and just people saying like Clack possibly could have been secretly working for um for Sebastian the entire time which is crazy to think but honestly I don't even think he was secretly working I think Clark's character just kind of got put in this situation I think his character was just like all right yeah bet too I'm down for this too you know what I mean like I'm down to cause some mayhem some some abruption and everything you know and at the end of the movie honestly which looks like there might be a sequel. I wouldn't be complaining if there was a sequel, but it definitely has to be about Clack's character. Because right at the end, you know, they kind of show him and Clack doesn't really look like like himself. You know, he kind of looks kind of like, you know, maybe I want to do something too, like Sebastian did something. Maybe I should do something, you know? And I think they should have, if they're going to make a sequel, they got to make it about his character because his character was honestly... I think a lot better of a character and a lot more interesting of a character you know not that Sebastian's character wasn't great I mean it was acted really well but just obviously there was just nothing to his character that we kind of found out and maybe if we found out more Sebastian's character would be more liked but you know I think we needed more from Sebastian than we really you know than we really got um, some more of it says, um, shot on an actual dis- disguised old TV soundstage. Primetime was apparently set 20 years ago simply because broadcast television commanded a much larger viewership than the millennium's end timing turns out to be super, superfluous. One more thing that ultimately signifies nothing here. P-Tech film. Patek's film is fast-paced and visually polished, yet it's hard not to feel it's all been much ado about very little in the end, which, again, yeah, like, there really was just no good ending, you know, like, the ending should have been him getting to go on live TV, you know, and, you know, it's just nothing really happened, and after nothing happened, it was just like, why did I watch this film for, you know, for 90 minutes which it says right here which it says right here a young man angry about something or other 
has inconvenienced several people on a holiday evening. That's not exactly fodder for a gripping, let alone memorable 90 minutes, despite Patik's effort to lend that span the urgency of a white-knuckle thriller. Which, you know, it's tough to say, because I don't even want to say that it was a bad movie, but I don't think that... I think the story could have been worked on a little more. I think the story could have been a lot better, and I think, you know, we could have... We should have got speech. Now we could have. We should have definitely have gotten a speech. And, um... To end it off, I'm going to just go through some, you know, regular viewer um, reviews. And one guy says, a great example of how to translate country's identity to a film, thrilling to the last second, unexpected, leaves you wanting more, outstanding performance by Sebastian's character. An actor all should watch out for, which I totally agree to. He's definitely up and coming. I mean, he's at two really good films that he's acted in, you know, so definitely something to watch out for, and, um, thrilling to the last second, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I mean, I was, I was interested in the movie, but after the fact that, you know, Sebastian kind of, you know, got arrested, I kind of just realized, like, what what was I waiting for, like, like, nothing happened, like, I'm, I'm literally, like, I was literally thinking about what I'm going to say. And it's just like, I'm reflecting on this and I'm just like, literally nothing happened in this movie. Like he literally came to the news station. There was maybe a few complications, but that's only because obviously the police are just going to be, you know, tough on him. You know, they're not just going to give him everything. And, you know, it just, there really just should have been more. And I know I've said it a lot this episode, but there really just, you know, there should have been more, you know. And here we go. Here's one guy, one out of ten on IMDb. He says, pointless. Don't see what all the fuss is about. Totally a waste of time. No explanation for the story. Boring and an hour too long. Which, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it was boring, but it's definitely disappointing. You know, it's just disappointing to see, because the idea of the film is there, you know, and I think you have really great actors there. It was just the story, you know, like we needed more from the story. We needed more background on Sebastian, maybe more background on Clack's character, and we needed his speech. We needed that speech at the end, you know, and we just, sadly, we just did not get it, you know, but that's going to be it for this episode. Tune in for for more as we have some very exciting movies coming out, such as there is a new Netflix film that just came out. I think it's called America in Motion Picture. Um, we have Boss Baby coming out. The Purge is coming out this weekend. Purge Forever. Um, and yeah, if you love the podcast, go ahead, subscribe, share with a friend or family member. If you loved me, You can follow me on Instagram at nicholas.james with three S's. And to everyone out there at home or wherever you're at, have a wonderful day.